Welcome to the 40K Lorecast with me, John Barsotti, and Brad Chester. This guy, I'm pointing out right now that every single episode, every single take that he has said my name, I have double thumbs to me every time, and I need people to know that. Yeah, they, they, no one will ever see it because we're not doing this on video. 100%. <laughs> John is in witness protection, and he cannot tell you where he is. He's not, no, John does the editing, and I've barely functional in audio editing. I'm not going to step on in the video editing. That was unfair because I was drinking when he said that and I almost died. Yeah, Brett almost spit wine all over the microphone <laughs> to make my, after saying I'm barely functional in auto editing, let's throw a curveball. <laughs> episode three of our Dark Angels coverage, just like we did with the Orcs, this episode is going to be devoted more into why people should play Dark Angels, why we enjoy the Dark Angels army, et cetera, et cetera. I will caveat this. I have never played Dark Angels in my entire life, oh, yeah. and I have, I have played Dark Angels opponents who I like a lot, and I've enjoyed playing them, but I've always hated playing their army. However, I do have a lot of respect for the army. I'm just going to caveat it. Let's go into it. You know what we're going to start with? We're, not, we're going off notes oh. because we're going to go into one of the things that dis we disagree on. I think the Cloaks and Cowls are awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. I think that you said, those are dumb. I like the other stuff. It's not that I think they're dumb. It's that, unlike you, I paint my models. And painting cloaks and cowls... <laughs> Sounds easy. Oh, man. Like, And honestly, there's people here who are, who are painters. They're like, what are you talking about? It's incredibly easy. And I'm going to let you guys know. It's not. It is. Because um, <laughs> I'm still... I've been playing this game long enough but not long enough that I still fully assemble all my models and then, and then try to paint them. Ooh, that's going to be tough. Yeah, Cloaks and Cowl's bad. Cloaks and Cowl's bad. But I love that that look for me. It's just, it, it, it yeah. pushes the first thing that we have here, which is the lore. Mm -hmm. I like the Dark Angels lore a ton. Yeah. Obviously, I got pretty excited about the last two casts, <laughs> but it's it's a big thing on this is it gives them that feel, that, that Dark Angels lore feel of... I mean, Grim Resolve is their special rule. It always has been their special rule. But it, it really encompasses what they are. And I love the look of secrecy of... Yeah, I mean, I would say... So 40K is a, is a grim, dark universe. In the Imperium, who's more grim, dark than the Dark Angels? Oh, it's, they are. I mean, may, well, I would say maybe Death Corps of Krieg. But that's the only thing I could think of that's more, that's more grim, dark in the Imperium. And they're just, they're just sad grim, dark. <laughs> Death Corps of Krieg just die. Um, Dark Angels technically win. <laughs> and the thing about the Dark Angels and their lore is they are the poster child of shitty Imperium. <laughs> Things are awful. What do you do? What does the Dark Angels say? Well, your job, your duty. That's what you, you, you do. Your like, duty. I don't, why would you ever not do that? One of my favorite quotes is from a game that probably no one's played on this, but one of my favorites, and I think it's at Dark Angels for sure, which is, well, I hope that death is actually takes you either to the hells or, you know, Valhalla type thing, because only a lazy warrior would stop doing his duty and fighting in death. <laughs> like, And that's how I feel the Dark Angels are. You're like, well, of course I'm going to keep doing this awful thing because it's what I'm supposed to do. And so let's dive into that a bit about the lore of the Dark Angels. The Dark Angels are a faction that is purpose. It's they are purpose driven. That is their that is their thing. We talk about all the different rules. And it's, it's duty and purpose. They have a purpose. The, their purpose duty, is duty is the purpose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
I'm just saying. Yeah. It, but the biggest thing is, is that they are also a, their lore is driven by the ends justify the means. It, and again, I'll give the same thing I did before, which is the operative from Serenity. Mm-hmm. We're not supposed to live in the society. We're just trying to create the society. Exactly. And unfortunately, that ship sailed. <laughs> the Imperium sucks. And so the Dark Angel's purpose, from a, from a lore standpoint, it translates well to the tabletop, is they take no prisoners. They grant no truces. There's no quarter given. They're, they are they're here to kill. And really kind of makes them... Well, um, they, they, they do occasionally take prisoners. The interrogator chaplains take prisoners. And you so wanted to be yeah, killed. Yeah, you, you don't want prisoners. You, you eventually prisoners. just get killed. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's just you you take a longer... On the flow chart of not taking prisoners, well, they kind of took a prisoner, but not really. It just you took longer to die than everybody else did. So you know, if you play 40K and you want to kill off your opponents, this is the army for you. Or if you just want to communism them to death, you could play the Tau. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> and it keeps swinging on Tau nonstop. It's not that. <laughs> but another cool thing, and we touched on this in the last episode, is that the fallen element of the Dark Angels the also. Risen. Yeah, fine. Now it's the Risen. It's been the fallen for how many decades? Uh, three. Okay. <laughs> and that's. And it's been three months. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, and the percent of my life they've been the fallen. I'm going to go with fallen. Yeah. Three months versus thirty years. Fine, if you're going to use math again. Yeah, fine, they're the fallen. It's kind of a cool thing of like when you plan the tabletop because me personally, I hate mirror matches. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them because it just it's narratively doesn't make sense unless you're playing orcs. Uh, then it totally makes complete sense. But it's it's a weird thing to have. The only time that it the Dark Angels, it actually makes sense well, because I, maybe you're the Fallen. Well, and this is my favorite show note that you have because right now we're, we're looking through our line and it goes, mm-hmm. does the opponent know you were a Fallen? Do you? <laughs> because the Fallen, most of, literally most of the Fallen didn't know they were the Fallen either. Exactly. In the Think about the newest book. The Lion is getting the Risen now, but they become that because and they're explaining to him, hey, man, all we knew before we got teleported halfway across the galaxy was our brothers were shooting at us. That was it. <laughs> like, you blew up the planet, and when anybody that saw me, they shot a boulder at me. I was literally watching TV when this happened. I don't know if you guys were what's wrong? Why? And... Because that's an important piece. We call them the fallen, but they never go into the warp. They're never they're, they're never tempted by chaos. In fact, the vast majority of them never even some of them are. That, that, and that's the some are obviously. It, well, that's the crazy thing is, is some of the fallen are fallen. Some of the other fallen were it, not even some eighty percent yep. of the fallen were just dudes that happened to be on duty. And got launched somewhere else. Yes, because Caliban was enveloped by a warp storm. They, it wasn't. It wasn't like Caliban was somewhere. All these people went to because they were going to turn on the lion. They all just happened to be there, and transport got turned off. So I guess I live here now. And, you know. And also, you did put the guys that are in charge of being traitors in charge. Yeah. 
we we were already here. We weren't traders. Yeah, we, we were, were just dudes. Traders. Yeah, we're just. But my boss is a trader. This is the old. And also, I'm not allowed to leave. You know, because of the black cloud that's over the planet right now. I'm going to make my movie reference now of Clerks discussing the, <laughs> all, all the employees on the Death Star that got blown up. They were just a dude, you know, working in the cafeteria. Look, man, contractors <laughs> know what jobs they take, John. <laughs> I just said, the dude working in the cafeteria making the food for the stormtroopers also got blown up with the Emperor. And, and, the, and the best part about this is, if you want to go deep dark, the Dark Angels keep so many secrets from other Dark Angels and the other dark angels, if you're in, if you're not in first or second company, part of the inner circle, mm -hmm. and also part of the Raven Wing, aren't part of the inner circle. Yep. So if you're not those guys, you have been told for the last mm, carry the one eleven thousand years. Don't ask a lot of questions, yo. You'll find out when you level up, basically. And they just go. That's just how we do things. That is literally our culture as dark angels so you and also remember we go do sketchy shit all the time yeah, that's the cool thing about the dark angels the dark the dark angels are it is why i like it like that's why i made the note you could be playing dark angels and don't realize you are the fallen because this is just how the dark angels, there's so many secrets in the dark angels your models are keeping a secret from you as to which army you're even paying <laughs> yeah. them for you could be the bad guys <laughs> And being the good guys doesn't mean you don't do bad guy shit. I mean, it's it's a real thing. And the thing is, is one of the, you know, here's my thing. It, do you like saying liquid hot plasma as much as I do? Because, yeah. If, if we're, let's dive into some of the weapons that the Dark Angels get to use. The, <laughs> I think the first one and the primary one and kind of the only one is plasma. Plasma talon, plasma speeders. Yeah. They take every model in the Space Marine line and slap plasma on it. This is the, well, like the, really good plasma. Yeah, really good plasma. This is like the when Brad grew up in the 70s, people putting flames <laughs> on cars. <laughs> Thank you. I'll just drive my El Camino just, out of here. <laughs> and, it's right. I was going to put pickup beds on cars. Um, good era, guys. Um, but seriously, though, do you, do you think plasma is cool? Do you want to play Space Marines? Are you upset that the Space Marines don't have enough plasma? Because the Dark Angels got you covered. Oh, they got you covered hard. Because they, I mean, to be fair, if you want to destroy your enemy and, rem and remove them from existence, how about in super hot energy beams? How about liquefy them? Yeah, just, just disintegrate them. Cool. They're not there anymore. I mean, also... It also makes them look really cool from a, like, that will say from a painting. I mean, the plasma gun's actually one of the cooler guns. It's one of the cooler guns in the game. Rules have been hit and miss pretty bad throughout the editions. Yeah, um, I mean, they've, there's a reason. I do like the reason that plasma's bad in the Imperium because they've lost most of their tech because they're saying prayers to the guns. Yeah. So, you're but like, it'd be cooler if you fixed this instead of threw holy water on it having it explode on me and yeah. blow me well up. because you again said a prayer to it as opposed to just you know like hey man you you could fix this right i did i i blessed it with incense all right ding ding john diatribe i don't understand why plasma is just as dangerous from imperial guardsmen as it is for space marines i'm just gonna say like it's the same result but the the, the value of points in the model that died is a lot higher I mean, you guys could always go to the Tau and find stable plasma. Yeah, but then they, 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 they,
how are like the Jehovah's Witnesses of the galaxy? Then they're gonna have to talk to you for a while about about all the reasons their plasma is better. <laughs> like I'd rather. And then you went. You guys basically just created your own plasma, which I'd, is cyclic ion. I'd rather go to the orcs. Uh. <laughs> and, and, and one of the great things about playing, and this is the thing, I can't. If you're playing 40k, and I'm a competitive player, but I can't tell you enough how cool crusade and narratives are. Yeah. And playing Dark Angels in a crusade or narrative league is super cool. We actually probably should do an episode on the value of, of narrative. And now, because Crusade's newer to the game and some of these things, we talk about uh, doing a lore cast. And, you know, in all candor, Brad and I both, Brad much more than I do, play very competitive, but very competitive. But we both enjoy a narrative style. We try to write lists that have a theme, unless a certain someone's going to LDO and decides to take a crusher stampede because <laughs> his back doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that may or may not have happened. Everyone, <laughs> everyone's been a traitor at one point or another. But anyway, just because my head has two bills on it. <laughs> yeah. What I would say though is that the the Dark Angels play really well. We play, you want to play narrative. Dark Angels are an incredible army to play narrative. That's great. Things. You can really do something. Some, because the army works. And we're going to dive into that some more in this. That of, makes, of why they do. But yeah. it's, it's better because they have they have a, a lot of things. One, they have ancient technology. They use shit that you're not supposed to use. Mm -hmm. They're still using shit that you're not supposed to use. But they yeah. also use archaic versions of stuff. Even that speeder, the uh, Land Speeder Vengeance. Uh, no, I'm saying, like, we're talking about plasma. Just certain things like that they, they use, and it's fantastic on that. Also, they give you a, a great lore in those narrative games in that they have a litany of awesome name characters. And one of the things I like about narratives in The Honest Crusade is making your own guy and level them up. Level them well, up. We're both D and D players. There's I know. something. There's something about gaining experience and then leveling up that just feels. But it's it, it's the way that I know how to play games, and so when you allow me to do it in games, basically, if you give me a game where I can't level up or improve myself, I actually don't enjoy it as yeah. much. And the, the thing about this is, it's it's fantastic to just think about the role playing version of it, and that your guys getting into the inner circle mm -hmm. because then you know you get to know the secrets of the yep. inner circle and it's a big deal now one of the other things that in game not just narrative but in the game itself they have wildly different ways to play the game which is super unique and you you don't see this especially within imperium factions this level of diversity of play no because other there's other factions that have a unique way, like Space Wolves of old. We'll mm -hmm. see them when they get their book. But, you know, certain things, Blood Angels, Space Wolves, sometimes Salamanders with it. They have a certain shtick. They have their way of playing, yeah. but they don't have multiple They've ways. One, exactly. They have one yeah. way of playing. They you... have multiple. Dark Angels have multiple ways in their own chapter. Yeah. Like, for instance, let's talk about it. Let's talk about Ricky Bobby. Yeah, let's go fast. So the note I had here is basically, if you want to go fast, Simply put, the board, they give you 44 inches by 60 inches. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love the, 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 the show notice or whatever that is in metric. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what 44 by 60 inches It's probably is like 700,000. We're Americans. We have no yeah, idea. I, I don't know. What is that in centimeters? I think it's probably 2,000. Yeah, it, it's some level of centimeter and meter. I, whatever. Um, that's what it is. 
it's kind of nice to use all of it. Some people rock up to a table and they say, I want to use all of this table. And movement wins 40K games. And it's also gives you so many options with it. The Ravenwing. The Ravenwing is what we're talking about. Their second company on that. Ravenwing is all about bikes, speeders, any way that you can go hella fast. And they've got great rules. They've always had great rules for doing this. Pre-game moves, extra moves, shooting after you move when other people can't. It It's really, really nice because of the fact that you can play a full... It, there's a lot of armies that can bring speeders and bikes or whatever. They can bring them. But can you bring all of them? Can you bring but, but an entire can, can army you, of them? Can you bring them and it still feels narrative? Because I think the... the What's well, narrative the, plus the competitive? The thing we want to talk about here is like... okay. Going back to our orc episode, the reason I love orcs is there's ways you can play orcs and you can put an orc army on the board that is a certain style. And orcs, the orc codex, despite not actually being that big, gives you that flexibility. I have to give the Dark Angels Codex credit. It's, it's only two main play styles it gives you, but they give you a full play style all within that. You are not sitting there kind I would of like. say three. D- Deathwing, Ravenwing, red, Green Tide. Yeah, Green Tide. But yeah, it's fair enough. The Ravenwing, you can play the Ravenwing purely as Ravenwing, and you're not having to make bad choices in order to do it. You can almost play no. these guys narrative in a competitive setting. Oh, to think about it, like in, uh, I don't remember even in the 8th or ninth, Ogden, Tom Ogden, brought Ravenwing, was topping multiple yeah. tournaments. And it felt very Ravenwing, you know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. it felt like Ravenwing, and it was super highly competitive, but it also, man, it played exactly like the lore did. And I, anytime you can tell me that I can play something that feels extra lore and make it good, I mean, that's a, a double whammy. That's it feels a fantastic. Right there. So let's dive into some of the pieces of Ravenwing that are really cool. The first one we have to we have to touch on are the Black Knights, and I say we have to because I, I don't want to I, because. They the were coolest, good at one point. They're one of the coolest models. It is a. It is a. They should a, be fantastic. It's a biker, so you can drive a bike. You can shoot plasma and hit something oh, with an axe. Eight, no, it's a special plasma. Yep. And you've got your Corvus, your your hammer. Yep. Uh, the the model looks cool. They have not been good in a, a while. A decade. No, because they were, they were good. It might have been a decade, to be yeah, honest I think, with you. I think it was seven. <laughs> I, think, I, I, I believe it was seven. I was about to say, that wasn't that long ago. It was like just yesterday, just, wasn't it? Just yesterday. But they are. This, so this is probably the only negative in this whole list we're going to make here of Ravenwing models. Because it is a very, very cool looking model that unfortunately doesn't play that well. But it's cool. It, if you like bikes, I think it's the best looking Space Marine bike. Well, they also make the best use of one of my favorite things. And I want to give it. Is we'll just put it in the bikes, attack bikes. Yeah, they've they've had good uses over the years for attack bikes and regular bikes, mm-hmm. and I kind of like the idea of supercharged ghost riders. Yeah, running across. Uh, again, we have no idea what they're driving with. Figure it out yourself because they have a weapon in each hand, and uh, I don't know what they're doing, but uh, things are going down. But they're driving the bike. So, but they. They've had really good use of all of the bikes, regular bikes, black knights, and attack bikes. Mm-hmm. They've they've done tons with them, 
And they've had tons of success with one of the models that's usually used only for a scoring piece, which is Lance Peters. Yeah, let's talk about Lance Peters. Because Lance Peters is something that the Raven, I have been seeing Dark Angels put Lance Peters in the board for years. And I don't think I've, with the exception of a couple times they got pointed wrong, I don't think I've ever seen them on the board. Cough, in other cough, armies. typhoon. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it was just, but that's where, and even then, it was usually by Dark, Dark Angels players. And so it was, they are the only ones, and I'm going to shit on Lance Peters a minute, for a minute here. I've been playing the game Dawn of War on my PC since <laughs> it came out. And when I say since it came out, I played it today. Like, it's like, like, like that, that since it came out. And the only time I ever run a land speeder is when it's just part of it's it's one of the free things I get at the start of a mission. They, that's how badly I think about land speeders, with the exception being Ravenwing. Ravenwing land speeders are And we're talking brutal. real land speeders because a lot of people are gonna be like, I took land speeder storm. No, we're not talking about the transport. We're talking yeah. about a speeder with some guns doing some damage. Because usually it bounced and did nothing, but the Ravenwing version is amazing. It, it has been forever. It, it will wreck you. We'll get later into the character version of it, which is even nastier. But the Ravenwing, the... Yeah, the Dark Shroud, and you got the Landspeeder Vengeance. Yeah, but the Landspeeder Dark Shroud is... Yeah, it also gives you minus one to hit. Mm -hmm. You stealth around. Yeah. So they've got, they've got a lot of good speeder options, to be honest with you. It's really and, a, is. and of course they have a plasma speeder because why not? Yeah, that plasma speeder. Now we'll get to one of Brad's favorite uh, elements of the game: our airplanes. And I'm with Brad on this. Actually, um, there are two airplanes in the game that I think are cool, and only two. One is every plane, the orc zone, because <laughs> all of the orc planes are objectively funny. They're useless, and I like the dark talent. I mean, it does have the Rift Cannon on it, which is pretty gross. And it's cool as hell. From, so from a lore standpoint, the, the Rift Cannon moves you out of the Materium into the Immaterium. I mean, it literally creates a rift between the yeah. warp and reality. This is the ultimate. As we talked about earlier from a lore standpoint, we, the Dark Angel's purpose is to remove things from existence. Well, how about I remove you from this plane of existence? It, it's also one of the most sucky guns for you because if it doesn't grab all of you, some of you goes into the warp and some of you doesn't. Yeah, there's that's always a bummer. <laughs> it's always nice when your two options are die or go into the warp. Yeah. <laughs> but the it's a the thing what I reason I wanted I thought we should talk about the dark talon is aesthetically it looks a lot better than the rest of the planes. It had just the the angles that, that it takes and I've seen paint jobs put in these things. If you just take the standard on the box paint job that is presented by GW. Still looks cool. Actually, oh, we should we probably should have mentioned the fact that the Dark Angels colors are black, dark green with a little bit of white. Two of those colors Brad can see. I think that you meant to say that the Dark Angels colors are black and white. <laughs> so Brad's not aware that there's actually some uh, shading done on Dark Angels that are really Shade, cool. Shading? <laughs> this is concept. But, Brad's colorblind, those of you who don't know. But, I, um, I, I do really like... If this is one of the things I like, and I hope we go back, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a little bit of rant before mm -hmm. we continue, because I really enjoy when chapters, factions, it doesn't matter what it is, have unique things to that faction, that sub-faction, yeah. or whatever. So things like Dark Talons, even though I don't like Flyers, 
I like that you can't be ultramarines and get a dark talent. Exactly. I just like character in my armies. That's why I like Ravenwing and things like that. You know you're playing Dark Angels. You see Ravenwing? That's a Dark Angels only thing. Exactly. And, and I love that. Because we talked about this in the lore. That the, the first Legion is a secretive Legion. They... Yes, as we discussed in the first episode, some of the tactics that they developed, they would share with other with other uh, legions, but they also developed their own weaponry, their own vehicles, etc., as, as we've discussed here, that they didn't share with other, with other legions. And that's what's really cool about playing Dark Angels. You get access to things no one else has. Ultramarines have about 500 characters no one else has, but only a couple units. Brad's laughing because... He tried playing every Ultramarine character in an event. True story. Yeah. Anyway, we've done a lot on Ravenwing. Now, what if you have a bad back or you just get tired easily moving models around the board? Or note-wise, would it be easier to use a shuffleboard stick to push your models a few inches every... Just, if, by the way, a few inches a few every inches, yeah. Just, just, the show. Is that highly clear? Well, then congratulations. You just discovered Deathwing. <laughs> Deathwing is the first company is basically the all inner circle, all Terminator option for Dark Angels. Isn't my cup of tea as far as my play style, because I do want to go fast. I want to move stuff all over the place. But lore wise, I love the idea of this extermination force going down and going, you guys can all stay up in the battle barges. Because we have to go talk to these guys down here. And you're like, so we're going to kill everybody, right? Definitely. Yeah, for sure. And so what this is, all right. Also, banners. This is the one that's a little bit complicated. From a lore standpoint, this plays on the board the way the lore is written better than almost anything in the game. Yeah, because their Terminators are worth the, a shit. Yeah. Terminators, for those of you who don't know, have been... Hot garbage. On multiple editions. I mean, they they were broken a little bit. What was the... There was Space Wolves with... They they weren't because you could bring it. I mean, they were still... They were just good. The thing is, is Death... Dark Angels Deathwing has been the only time... And they've always been good. Mm -hmm. I think. I was just saying... I played since second, so... Yes. They've always been good. And the thing is, is that other Terminators have been trash multiple editions. Yeah. While the while the Deathwing Terminators have been 100%. Because Deathwing Terminators don't die. And so those of you who don't know what Terminator armor is, we may do an entire episode of Terminator armor. Terminator armor is you wearing a tank. Yes. You have a foot thick ceramite all around you. Yeah. It's tactical dreadnought. It's tactical. Yeah. <laughs> you are wearing a tank. And for some reason, guardsmen kill you with, with las guns. Drives in, me crazy. Unless you're dead. My one. first purchase ever was Terminators, by the way. Yeah, most people's was, because it, it's the coolest looking model. Yeah, and again. then they got shot by a command squad of Imperial Guard. And, and, and I wanted to quit the game. Yeah. But, <laughs> but the thing is, is that the Deathwing Terminators on the board are fantastic because they have the secrets. They are durable as shit. Also... 
they have so many guys that carry banners and i am such a dork about banners aesthetically these are awesome so your regular terminators depending on your edition look anywhere from kind of cool all the way through amazing and the amazing is deathwing oh they look insane they have the black knights oh the black knights yeah they've got cowls they've got i mean you can customize deathwing knights sorry you can customize them however you want, and they look awesome. With hu- they have huge banners. They look sick as hell. Mm-hmm. Their first company of Deathwing, uh, Deathwing Knights, it comes with the flails of the Unforgiven. Oh yeah, oh, the flails. Yes, they look super cool. And the thing is, is that these are in addition to the regular knight, the regular uh, Terminators, mm-hmm. and the Deathwing Command Squad, which is the best command squad in the game. Fight me. Uh, it just is. And it has been forever because they can add the best characters into it. And again, banners. I, I'm just saying, like, you, this is a cool looking army. It can be the most bland army because you could just make them black and white. Yeah. I mean, I, I heard there's apparently some green. There's in there green somewhere. in there. There's actually, Whatever. There's actually quite a lot of green. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a black and white army. But it's dark green. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I said, a black and white army. Uh, but in that black and white, or you can like literally juice these guys out. I just realized you're so so old. You see the world. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they've never changed TV, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, they had color, did yeah. they? I, I don't. I don't remember seeing any of that. I'm not, I'm not aware of it. <laughs> but uh, this army can look cool as shit, and it also just relentlessly pushes the board which is what Terminators are supposed to be, which is when you go, what's your special rule? Grim Resolve? Oh, yes. This plays exactly like you think they would play. Yeah, and I think it's an important piece when you talk about Terminators is anyone who's played the game, it's annoying when you spend the time, especially as customizable as these are, to build, paint your Dark Angels, your Dark Angel Terminators, put them on the board and they just die instantly. That will not happen when you're playing. Definitely. Yeah. Because they're good. They, they, you will, put they're not them as durable as they were in ninth, but holy crap. Yeah. I mean, we can, I mean, we can do a quick side story about ninth edition and the Atlantic city open. Look, it, it wasn't Atlantic city. It was Cherokee. Thank you very much. Fine. And I may or may not have crowdsourced whether I should have charged. And I also was stalling time until I went to the hospital. <laughs> so let's call it. Let's go that. Uh, Brad went to the hospital after playing this army. I got beat up so bad by Deathwing Terminators that they put me in the, the ER. <laughs> you rolled how many shots of, of last cannons? Oh, it was also that and the Meltas. Oh, so, yes, last cannons and Meltas. And Let me I carry believe- the one. How many did I kill out of the unit that I killed that I shot for three turns? Zero. Three turns because the yeah. resing, obviously. I'm assuming they just mailed a letter to me that said, would you please stop shooting at us? It's annoying us. <laughs> because that's, they had plenty of time. They could have literally gave me a dear Brad letter. And, Dearest Bradley. And the reason I bring this up is for those of you who like, want to play kind of a really a grim resolve, it, it, the, the way that you can play them is cool. You you pick an objective, and I've played against Archangel Pirates, but they tend to be very good at this. They pick an objective and they say, this is my objective. And you put the and you put down your Deathwing Terminators who do have Grim Resolve, and they are going to say, "I'm not moving. You can shoot at me with everything you want, 
I'm not moving. And by the way, if you decide to come close to me, I'm going to kill you. And it's really, so what they do is as an army, they actually play, ironically, kind of how custodes should play, where they move, they just move up the board and conquer the board slowly, but consistently. This is mine, and there's nothing behind me. There's just until, until those death. guys get some new rules. The custos players are going to be mad at you for even bringing them up. I I get that, and but my point is, I'm actually making the point that custodes probably should also play like this, but for some reason don't. No. But the idea, if you want to play, I mean, I, would, I was being facetious about having a bad back and not wanting to move very much, but it is true. The idea of the Deathwing is that they go to an area and they remove all the enemy in that area and move on to the next. Whereas the Ravenwing are kind of jumping in here and there, taking shots. They they should work in theory together. The Ravenwing go ahead and they disrupt the supply lines. They kind of they isolate the units. And then you're sitting there as the opponent looking around going, hey, where is all my support? It's all gone. And then the Deathwing shows up. And it now just kind you of are grinds you down because they're you can shoot them with all you also want. Because the Ravenwing drove away. Yeah, and the, yeah, the Ravenwing are gone, and the, and the Deathwing are just sitting there. Going, you can shoot at us all you want. You're going to basically run out of bullets, and when you do, we're going to get to you, and it's going to be over. They they are the Michael Myers of 40k. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now let's get into the thing that actually really draws me to Dark Angels is. Their special characters, their leaders, have been cool as shit. Yes. For a long time. And this is like before we got the lion. Yeah. I mean, this is, to be fair, we've had the lion for six months, nine months now. Yeah. Have we had him for that long? Oh, no. Sorry. We did get him at that. Yeah. So hey, we, we, we did not. But we, right about, yeah. We've had the lion for about six months. We, we now. Have, we've had the real lion for a couple months. Yeah. Now. We've, but we've had the Dark Angels leaders for yeah. 30 years. But Azrael, Chapter Master, always, I mean, his rules are good now. He can't attach to anybody. GW, listen to me, that's bullshit. Uh, but his powers were nuts for a long time. He's had really cool lore, mm-hmm. but he's had really cool rules for, yes, forever. Yeah. I mean, back when he gave a four up invuln to everything within six inches on the board, he was gross. Ugh. Uh, Belial leading the uh, Deathwing mm-hmm. uh, Terminator, and one of the coolest characters because he also could be taken two different ways. Samuel, yep, the leader of the Raven Wing. Which, by the way, they literally are so different that they made a chapter master for the different yeah and that's, types. From a, this is important thing is that when we talked about this before, you really do you could run these guys so fluffy yet be competitive because you're not in this situation where you're kind of wedging this character in who doesn't like, Oh, I'm running Raven wing. And so my entire army are bikes and speeders. And then I got these three dudes who are trying to run real fast on foot. No, I've got, I've got guys and bikes and speeders who are exceptional too. The whole army moves as one led by a guy that could either take a speeder or a bike. Mm-hmm. Samuel, uh, who I think is super cool. In just the fact that you're like, hey, I'm leading this style. Because they've done this. A lot of times in the game, guys don't have the in-game ability to be the lore. Yeah. And Samuel does. Like, Cough Cough, we'll talk about the White Scars in a minute. Uh, one of the guys might not have access to a bike that should be on a bike. But whatever. <laughs> but, of course, O'Connor, you suck. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, 
Samuel's like literally driving around, going super fast with cool rules, mm-hmm. and their their characters are like pretty badass in the fact that they really feel like they are Deathwing, they are Ravenwing. Exactly. Azrael does feel like he's got great buff powers for whoever's in the army because he is the overall master of mm-hmm. of of the uh, Dark Angels. Which is really cool because they've always had pretty good fun. And I can't say, I'm going over one of my boys, Ezekiel. Yeah. Super, super cool. He's the master of a specific set of powers, psychic powers that come with the Dark Angels, which was super cool on that. He was a great caster. And then you've got the guy that you don't want to meet ever in a dark alley uh, and in probably a basement, Asmodai. Yeah, Asmodai is, for those who, who aren't aware, let's go through real quick Asmodai lore. He does bad shit all the time. Yeah. I I mean, his title should be Master of Sick Torture, but uh, he's yeah. supposed to be one of the good guys. Yeah, he, he's the good guy interrogator. Yeah. <laughs> he uh, But he also will beat your ass right. before... On the and, table. And that's it. Like, every character that we talk about has appeared in a book significantly. Yes. And they're awesome on the tabletop. Yeah. yeah they, they literally Thunderdome. They have a good translation. I have to say that the Dark Angels from lore, book lore, codex lore to tabletop might be the top. I mean, they can make the argument that they are the top. I think of the, of the loyalists, they're the top. Uh, the, the traitors obviously get a bit. Yeah. I think you know, Death Guard. But you get yeah, these but the thing is is man, they they feel really good from from lore to mm-hmm. table. And it's a real reason to play them. Yeah. It, 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 we're lore cast. We should be that's why we Well we that's started, the thing is, is so it, we started it, with these guys. Right. These guys are if you if you're looking this is not a like I guess this is probably for the Dark Angels players, they might be high fiving themselves listening to say this, but for those of you who are looking for a space marine faction to play and saying, well, you know, I, I want a deep history. I want I want to be able to make a backstory. I want to do all these things. Yeah, the Dark Angels are the one because they you can you can make up a full backstory of your army and play competitively. Yeah, and competitively. it is the only. There's only a few people that can play narratively and competitively without a significant change in the army. Equal. And the thing is that now I'm not going to lie. The the narrative. You play a narrative of Dark Angels, you might have an OP army. They might ask you to bring different shit. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it, it may. Because their their narrative, you can make an argument that this is an amazing army in that. And, I mean, let's talk about one of the main reasons to play. They got a Primarch, yeah. And They're one of the two, two loyalists that have a Primarch. And I'm sorry, Ultramarines guys, but... Uh, you can dump bad map. I'm not going to badmouth Bobby G, but I'm just saying, if I'm looking for someone to kick ass and take names. It's not Bobby G. It's uh, not uh, Bobby uh, G. Uh, his, his sword is kind of cool. but that's I'm just it. saying that literally the lion just showed up, like literally went, hey, man, what's going on, guys? Oh, shit. Is that Angron? Maybe I'll just crush his skull. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The lion came I'm out just of, saying. <laughs> the lion came out of stasis with an attitude. The, you know, the lion also, also, don't put the helmet on him. I will, the, again, fight me over it. Middle-aged lion who has seen some shit. The model's literally scowling. Yes. Literally scowling. He looks like Tywin Lannister, but unhappier. Yeah, he's in a lot bigger. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, yes, yeah, slightly. Yeah, he, he's slightly bigger. 
I mean, he's no Luther. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> that guy can never get... He will never escape your ire. I don't play Dark Angels, but if I did, I would actually put a Luther on on my lion just for scale so everyone can understand how useless Luther was. There is a special rule that was called eternal hatred. I feel like you have that for Luther. I really do. It's just, it, it, it's poor writing. I have an issue with poor writing, and it's poor writing to pretend dude on Caliban equals Primarch. Well, one of the reasons I love the lion, especially in the game, changes price, but dude's got a two up, three up. He looks cool as shit. Mm -hmm. He can wreck you. Uh, he can wreck big things and small things. He's got a what's called a sweep attack, which means he can make a multitude of attacks, or he can focus swing and beat the hell out of people. But what I really like is that he has powers that buff everybody around him. Yeah, well, he it's a, he's a primark. That's the thing. Like we can little competitive diatribe here, but they have always struggled with balancing primark. Oh, 100%. Uh, Gilliman, at one point in the edition, may have been the best model in the in entire, the entire game, ever, 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 in history ever, 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 yeah. ever, ever. Oops. But with, with the lion, with this, and this is, again, why you should play with a Primarch. We talked about playing narrative and then playing narrative competitively. The Primarch lets you do that because what the Primarch, what a Primarch is, is it gives you a centerpiece model. And when we talk about Primarch, just for the record, there is Gilliman, there is the lion, there is Angron, well, that's Mortarian, it. Well, that's it for loyalists. and Magnus. Those, those are your, and if you've ever seen any of those models, you understand, they are the signature piece of your army. Well, three of them are demon Primarchs that are helps. a foot tall on the board. Yeah, they all have wings. It's interesting how they all get wings. But anyway, um, don't know why they need wings. Because they fly with psychics, but go ahead. Exactly. Just this feels like the Incredibles with capes. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no capes. No capes. It's easy to see you. Why do you need a cape? But anyway, what the lion gives you. But, on he, tra the but he also travels yeah. by the power of his mind. He does. But the lion gives you on the tabletop is he gives you a force multiplier, which is really great from a jump credit standpoint. But it, but, and I, I don't want this to be a competitive conversation. I'm talking about from a lore standpoint. When a, as we discussed in the last couple casts, the Dark Angels before the arrival of the lion, the Dark Angels after the arrival of the lion were a different fighting force. His mere presence made them better. And that's what's really cool with having a part because it actually does that for your army. 100%. That's what's so great about this. Is if you want to play an army that we're talking about lore that plays like the lore, that's how it plays like the lore. You, you put your Primarch down and anything that's even present with the Primarch performs better. better. And then, well, they should. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to do a side in the game. I think that all of the Primarchs should have their own detachments. That won't make any sense to you that don't play the game right now. Just know the lore. But I think that if you bring in a Primarch, you should have access to a Primarch detachment that gets whatever. I don't even care what the rules are. Oh, so broken. Probably. But the thing is, is that they do. In the lore, when they are around, mm -hmm. they... The, in multiple books, the mere presence of the Primarch showing up changed a battle. You're like, did he make a plan? You're like, no. They just... They hit harder. Yeah. People they... literally... People shot harder. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, just... My, my bullets, my last cannon did more damage because I was standing next to the lion. Oh, exactly. And the thing is, is that cool. 
you're just inspired. And the thing is, is that I love him on the board because he looks cool. Also, feel free to bring the heat to the lion in 10th edition. Yeah, that's the one thing I will say is don't don't charge the lion. Fights first is a hell of a drug. Don't the lion they made him he's he is the the number one knight of Caliban. Yeah, you number should number two through thirty are empty. Thirty one was yeah. Luther. You, you, you <laughs> should probably just shoot him. Yeah. If you touch the lion. But again, good job, GW and the lore. Of of your primarchs, it is the lion and Angron are the two that you don't want touching you. And both of them in the game, if they touch you... Oh, bad things happen. You're, you're, you're very, very, very dead. I, I like him a lot. I like the Dark... I actually think that Dark Angels are doing really well. I'm very excited for this book. I hope that we're all looking at the book right now and saying they did a great job on on that last codices. To give GW props, and people tell me I'm a shill all the time for it, but I actually really have enjoyed... We're in 10th edition right now. We'll, we'll see how this 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 uh, ages but as of right now they've done a great job in the codice so far yeah i agree i'm just in time for a bunch of broken codexes <laughs> i was say now we're in 2024 and we've got a great time for us to break the game yeah i'm sure there's an eldar codex coming and everyone plays the game knows what i mean by that <laughs> <laughs> oh the index of eldar were broken yeah okay fair fair and balanced yeah watch this so <laughs> hold my beer yeah but let's kind of conclude the Dark Angel coverage, especially with this piece, around, like, why. So the Dark Angels are, and I wrote, a dark faction. Uh, but they, they, were the, they were the Emperor's not assassin. They were the Emperor's dirty deed doers. Mm-hmm. You said killing force. I really, it has to be said, they did the shit that had to be done. And also, it was the shit that had to be done that you got no... That no one could know you No did. credit for, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they were turned from that into the Knights of the Round Table by the Primarch. Yep. Who was, it uplifted them, made them beautiful, only to be betrayed by their own. Wow, well, their own. And so now they're scouring the galaxy the, to, to clear, clear their name. Even though nobody knows about it. Oh yeah, that's one of my. That is kind of one of my favorite parts of this. Uh, when we talk about the Dark Angels, is that they're obsessed with clearing their name and killing everyone in the galaxy who's aware of the betrayal, except that no one in the galaxy knows they about the betrayal, including some of the people they're killing didn't know that they betrayed. Them. I mean, not some, a lot. <laughs> to be honest, probably most. You're like, I don't know why you guys are shooting me. Like, you could have known about stuff. He's like. I don't know who you are. <laughs> I don't know who you are, but am I still going to shoot you? The Dark Angels are amazing for this re- reason, and this is why I think a lot of you who are, who are either are playing them or are looking for a faction to play, th- this is why you play them. All the lore lines up really to, well. With and to be honest with you, this is also a reason to collect them. Mm-hmm. No, really. If, if you're not even a... There's a ton of people that play the occasional game of 40K but they love hobbying and modeling. They want to have stuff that's great with the lore. This force is a great force to collect. You have a Primarch. You've got awesome-looking squads, that all the Deathwing with all the giant banners, mm-hmm. and they have lore, all the lore that's on it. They basically mark the things they've done. And then you've got the Ravenwing coming in, and you've got the cool models that I love with the cows, the shrouded mm-hmm. models and stuff. 
you don't need to play. This is just a nice model yeah, army if, to if have. If you've got a steady hand and good eyesight, you can do stuff with this. I, I use those two statements because two things I don't have. Um, you <laughs> could do some amazing things with this. It, it is this, this is, is a, this is an army you put in a glass case. Yeah, if you're displaying your stuff, and you're you're a hobbyer, you're a hobbyist. Mm -hmm. This is a great army to have. This might be one of the best armies if you're talking Imperium to have. Yeah, I, I think aesthetically, I mean, it's actually my my best game armies in the game, honestly, because the models are all newer. They're yep. et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, they are a beautiful faction. And as we keep, and we said it numerous times throughout the cast, they play like their lore. You're yep. not building an army and then wedging them into some other thing. But I, I do like this. If you're someone that likes the lore or if you're starting, Dark Angels are a great starter army for that because they're also, they play like the lore. Mm -hmm. They're never going to, they've been good. They've been good enough. How about that? Yeah. Forever. In every edition. So... They're they're a nice army to have, but also if you're you're looking to just start an army, especially with someone that did lore first and then forty, you know, mm -hmm. uh, competitive forty k second. This is a great army to have. Yeah. So with that, I think we'll conclude our coverage of the Dark Angels, and we've now done a Xenos, we've done an Imperium. Gee, I wonder what we'll be doing next. Weird. Weird. I wonder if there's a third section. And so Brad and I were discussing it, and we decided that if you're going to go chaos, let's go chaos. Let's go all in, baby. So we're going to dive in next into Abaddon the Despoiler. We're not going to go into Black Legion. I mean, Abaddon. I mean, it is the Black Legion. The, the Black Don Legion. is the Black Legion. Thank well, you very much. We're going to dive into because I think... I want to make this so if people are listening from episode one to whatever episode they're on. I want there to be some level of kind of story arc that we're following. And as you guys are noticing, we, we kind of get to certain pieces and then we expand a little bit. But the, the goal is to kind of move us into the 41st millennia. Spoiler alert. The 41st millennia is largely determined by act the actions of, of, of Adam. It's like they just are. Yeah, it is. He... But he's also been there since the beginning. He's been there for a while. Um, his Black Crusade's been a, a oh, bit different of, levels of effectiveness. Yeah, but things. I mean, I'll just spoil it now. We have the Necrons and we have the Tyranids because of Abaddon. Yeah, we have. Sorry, Vicadia no longer stands. Yeah, so that's why we're going to Abaddon next. As always, whenever we say this, I don't know if this is one cast or two casts because we haven't actually <laughs> written it yet or five. So tune in next time to find out, is it one or more casts about a bad and a spoiler? With that, though, again, as we say every cast, please join our Facebook, join our Discord. The link is in the show notes. If you guys have any feedback you want to give, some of you have been leaving feedback on Facebook, some of you have been leaving feedback in Discord, it's been extremely appreciated, positive and negative. Also, if you guys could leave positive-only reviews for us <laughs> <laughs> on, on Spotify or iTunes, it also helps a little bit. This is something that Brad and I really enjoy. We have a lot of fun doing it. Um, and just seeing the amount of people that are listening and people who are engaging with us really is fantastic. But... With that, I'm John Barsai. This is Brad Chester. This guy. We'll see you all next week.